Have you ever had questions about the character of Jesus, like who Jesus is? Well, it might surprise you to know that in one of the Gospels in the New Testament, Jesus actually goes to great lengths to tell us who he is, although he tells us that through metaphors. So in this series that we're starting today called Jesus Revealed, we're going to look at seven sayings that Jesus said in the Gospel of John that all start with the word, I am. And today we're going to look at where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And he says this in the context of having just multiplied a bunch of loaves and fishes for some people who are pretty hungry and they're wondering, what does this all mean? And he says to them, I am the bread of life. So what does that mean to us today? We'll stick around to find out because our senior pastor, McGray Vega, is going to unpack that a little bit for us in this message. And a quick programming note, in this message, he talks quite a bit about communion. Uh, and this was preached on a communion Sunday, which is the first Sunday of the month for us. So if you want to take communion with us one Sunday, join us in an online service or in person on a first Sunday of the month. We'd love to have you join us. Check it out. Let's pray. God, open our eyes to empathy, curiosity, and humility, that as the body of Christ, we may be generous and compassionate toward others and ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. The very first time the name of God was given to humans in the Bible was in the famous story of Moses at the burning bush. God called Moses to go to Pharaoh, and when Moses asked God, if Pharaoh asks who is sending me, by what name should I refer to you? And God's response was this, tell Pharaoh that I am sent you. I am is the most treasured, most revered name for God in the entire Bible, unpronounced by Jews, translated as Yahweh by others. The name I am is the single most powerful name that God gives to convince people to believe in God. Thousands of years later, as John was writing his gospel, he echoed this story from Exodus to convince people that Jesus himself was the very God of the universe. John structured his entire gospel around Jesus naming himself in the exact same way, I am. In the gospel of John, Jesus names himself, I am, not just once or twice, but seven different times. And each time, it was to convince people to believe that he is God. So for the next several weeks, we will hear testimonies from people in John's gospel who experienced Jesus firsthand and came to believe in Jesus. And each time, we will be reminded of why it is important to believe and trust in Jesus, no matter what we are going through. Every time there is an I am statement from Jesus, there's always the same pattern in John's gospel. First, there's a miracle or a teaching that Jesus performs for people. Second, those persons come to believe in Jesus as the Son of God. And finally, to summarize the whole event, Jesus connects the miracle he just performed with the name I Am. To the man born blind, to whom Jesus gave new light and new sight, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. After raising his friend Lazarus from the dead, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am life. We will hear him say, I am the good shepherd, I am the door, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And it all starts today with the feeding of the 5,000. It's a story we've heard many times before. I mean, after all, it's the only miracle story other than the resurrection 
to be recorded in all four Gospels. Jesus saw a starving crowd, and he asked them to sit down. He took some bread and fish, and he blessed it, and he distributed it, and he was able to feed 5,000 with leftovers to spare. And after everyone was filled and satisfied, Jesus said to the disciples, I am the bread of life. So what would it mean today for you to believe in Jesus as the bread of life for you and for the world? And as we prepare for communion toward the conclusion of our service, how might receiving the bread and the cup for yourself give you hope and strength for today? It's easy for communion to be just an act of rote habit or perfunctory obligation, but it should be something so much more, moving us toward a deeper belief in Jesus as the bread of life, shouldn't it? I'm reminded of the story of the pastor who started serving a little church in the middle of nowhere. There were only a few remaining members and a small number in attendance every Sunday, so he decided to change things up a bit in order to motivate the congregation. So the following Sunday for a communion, the pastor swapped out the grape juice for prune juice. After the people received communion with puzzled looks on their faces, one of the people said, why pastor, why the prune juice? Is it because we're so old? Nope, the pastor said, I figured if the Holy Spirit won't move you, the prune juice will. When Jesus fed the starving crowd of 5,000, he called himself the bread of life. And when we share communion together, we can experience that bread of life here and now. And I think the power of communion and the possibility of experiencing the bread of life in Jesus all centers on one important word. It is the word that Jesus says at the Last Supper. It's the word that Paul gives in his communion prayer. And it is the word that we use in our communion liturgy each and every time we gather at the table. The word, remember. Jesus said to his disciples and says to us, this is my body and blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Remembrance is the key to observing communion in a way that motivates us and draws us into the power and presence of Jesus as the bread of life for us. But it's not just any old kind of remembering. It's a special kind of remembering that's important. In the Greek language of the New Testament, the word remember is a very special word for which there is no perfect English translation. The word for remembrance is anamnesis. It comes from ana, which means before, and mnesis, which means memory. But it's not just having a memory of what has happened before, as if you were just flipping through an old scrapbook or watching a home video of something that happened a long time ago. Anamnesis means remembering something so vividly, so clearly, that what happened in the past is actually becoming real again in the present moment. Anamnesis is a dynamic remembrance, so that when we eat the bread and drink the cup at communion, we find ourselves sitting on that Judean hillside, watching Jesus feed our deepest hungers. We find ourselves sitting in that upper room, 
listening to Jesus tell us to love each other. We find ourselves in Emmaus with those two travelers, and Jesus is right here with us now, revealed to us as the risen Savior. When Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, he did not say that we should simply fondly recollect what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. He meant that when we are receiving communion, we should open our eyes to the reality that Jesus is actually with us right here and right now, the bread of life feeding and nourishing us once again. But here's one more thing. You want to know the other word for remembrance in the Bible that is used for communion? Not just anamnesis, but prolepsis. It comes from pro, meaning forward, and lepsis, meaning anticipate. Prolepsis means remembering your future. Not just with hopefulness, not just with wishful thinking, but remembering God's future with such vivid, dynamic clarity that the events in the future that God has promised for us are actually taking place right here and right now, fully in the present. When we gather at the communion table, we are in the presence of heaven and the rest of eternity. We gather for communion dynamically remembering when Christ comes again in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet, our liturgy says. So when you receive communion, you receive hope. You receive hope that Jesus was not just in the past, but is right here with you now. You receive hope that Jesus is already leading you into a future that is much brighter than what you've been through. And you remember that Jesus is your bread of life, always has been, always will be. But there's one more thing to remember about communion. When we receive communion, not only do we receive the body of Christ, God is calling us to be the body of Christ. We say this prayer as part of our communion liturgy. Make this bread and cup be for us the body and blood of Christ that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. What that means is that not only is Jesus the bread of life for the world, we are called to offer that bread of life for the world. At the communion table, we are not only fed, we are sent out to feed. Because within your sphere of influence, there are people that you know who could use a good reminder of God's love. They too need some anamnesis, a vivid reminder that the God who created them is still here now to comfort and encourage them and show them the way to true life. They need some good prolepsis, a vision of a brighter future that God has in store for them beyond the sufferings and miseries of this present moment. They need the bread of life. They need the body of Christ. They need you. So, if you're watching this live at 9.30 or 11 o'clock, in a few moments you'll be invited to join in communion in a special room on Zoom where we will partake together in this holy mystery. Let's do this in remembrance, remembering our past and our future in such a dynamic way that Jesus is alive and real in our experience now. 
Let's do this as the body of Christ, broken and shared for the world. And may each of us find some way today and in days to come to be the living presence of Christ, to be the bread of life that Jesus is for the world. Let's pray together. God, thank you for Jesus, who is the bread of life for us and for the world. Thank you for how your power and your presence transcends time as real for us now as it always has been and forever shall be. Help us to be the body of Christ for others, offering love to the world and a reminder, a vivid reminder, that you are always with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us for this message. Again, if you ever want to join us for communion, come join us on site or online on a first Sunday of the month, and you can take communion with us. If you want to take some next steps, you can go to hydeparkumc.org slash next steps, and in the notes below are some reflection questions. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.